0: You are listening to an Elam Christian Centre podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear.
1: Awesome. Well, um, these guys are absolute legends. I'll let them quickly introduce themselves. What I want to know, lads, is uh, I won't ask you your age after that little comment. Your name, your campus, and your children and their ages. If you've got kids, we'll start down that end and...
2: I'm, I'm uh, Daryl from Pukakura Campus. Ooh, uh, yeah. m- uh, we we call it yeah Pukakura Campus. I have three daughters, so everything in my house is pink and purple. Uh, but uh, but I've got my oldest here, Bailey. She is yeah, 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 yeah. 26. My second one is Taylor. She's just got married to Quinton. Many of you know him. She okay. is. Gee, she's about 20 something. One. Like that? Yeah. Yep. 22. There we go. Uh, and my last one is Summer, who's a policeman from Papakura.
3: She's 20.
1: Okay. That's a good place to be a policeman. Police she, woman. She's very really busy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
3: Hey, everybody. I'm Don. I'm Samorn. I'm from uh, Elam Christian Centre, Manuriwa. Ooh. Married to Hailey Lafaele. We don't have children, but we do have a cat. Oh,
4: cat's that.
1: name? Cat's
3: name? I don't know what the cat's name is because I don't like it.
1: No, wait. I do know your cat's name. It's something funny as Haley was telling me. It's called Cat Barrett. Cat Right. Okay, your cat's name is Cat Barrett, even
4: though your surname's not Barrett anymore. That's your cat's name I, I, I
1: How probably old's your cat?
4: <laughs> probably good if you do have kids to figure out what their names are. It's, uh, uh My name's Adrian. I lead the online campus. I've got three kids. The oldest is Ezekiel He's 10. Uh, Sienna is 7 and Jed is 4. Awesome. That was your son Ezekiel in the video. I'm a bit confused because he's cute <laughs> <laughs> I get that all the time. Yeah
1: <laughs> You get that all the time that you're cute? You are, yeah. you are a cutie. You are a All right, and Steve. Everybody, uh, oh, I'm on. Hello? Not on. I'm not on. Hello? No, get, get the tech pastor I'll Send it out. Off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hey everyone, I'm Steve, and I'm senior pastor, so I oversee the eight campuses, and I have two children. Um, Judah is 12, and I think he's on the camera over there, and Rocky is nine, and he was the one getting crowd surfed uh, in <laughs> team number two, which we were robbed, team. We were robbed. I'm telling you, it was stitch up.
1: Look, I want to agree with you Steve, but I'll be honest, the moment Nathan Mead was appointed the leader, I was you like, know, we're "It was done. over." he was is over. a phenomenal leader and I knew he what was going to lead them to
0: success. Come on, it was all over.
1: I'm Frosty or Adam from Papakura and we have one little uh, lion cub, his name is Boston and he's just turned one last weekend. So that's heaps of fun. Awesome, we're going to play a little bit of a game just to get uh, into knowing these guys a little more. Now, what we did, well what Bex did rather, she reached out to the wives. Of these fun lads behind their back, and ask for some interesting stories or facts about them. I'm gonna let you know what that is, and then I want to get your guesses on who you think that fact or that story or that intriguing bit of info belongs to. So let's kick it off with a real good one. Got a speeding ticket on their way to preaching a night service. Who do you reckon that was? Was it Daryl, Don, Adrian, or Steve, or, uh, or myself? I, I, I mean,
4: obviously, I'm I'm a Christian. I wouldn't do that, but. For someone the rest me. of them, I'm not I'm gonna sure. Ta- I'm going to take an educated guess because they've got like a speed camera on their Don, street. 100%. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. There is a
1: speed cam- camera outside the Manurewa campus? Right I heard yeah. about that from someone else. I've Although
4: bl- Steve was probably running late, so it was. Oh, what do
1: you guys reckon? Who do you reckon been got the speeding ticket? Me, yeah. Steve, Adrian. Anyone think Daryl? <laughs> nice. No. That's I nice, Daryl. I don't,
2: don't speak. Oh,
1: oh well, it was in fact. Mr. Don yeah. Lafele from oh. Mangarewa, wow. wow. Can I just, Don, what did you say to the policeman and was it summer booth? So he asked,
3: where are you off to, oh, what did you say?
1: I said, was the policeman summer booth pulling you over?
3: No, 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 it wasn't. Um, so he was like, where are you off to? And I was like, church, because <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. You didn't, you didn't tell him you were the pastor? <laughs> No, he didn't ask me what I did, but he <laughs> yeah. we were on our way here to record for <laughs> You were coming to this campus? Yeah, we were coming to this campus. And I was even seeing Oh, you hay- got pulled over? Yeah, we got pulled over.
0: Oh, so way. a proper one.
1: Yeah, like
3: a like proper demerits, one. Demerits.
0: Like well, not a demerits. Search, not
1: a search one, though. Demerits and everything. <laughs> okay, how, how fast were you going and what was the speed limit?
3: Yeah. Oh, that stink.
0: That's sad. <laughs> no, let's, oh. We're going there. I'm interested. I mean, now. it's important information. I'm interested in part of the picture. Yeah, and and J- we, Jesus can, is watching.
3: 11 Ks. Over, over. Oh, that's not bad. On Everglade, How? just
1: Everglade Drive, just be careful there. Just say. <laughs> All right. This is a good one. Whose job throughout university was it to dress as Harold the Giraffe and appear at movie theaters, supermarkets, and other public venues?
4: <laughs> I loved Harold as a kid. I mean, I mean, giraffes normally have a bit of height, eh? Hey?
0: <laughs> so, I mean. But you're dressing, also got you got, got like the whole they've outfit. They've also got ginger spots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true. True. Fair play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who do you reckon it was? Who dressed as Harold the Giraffe throughout the university years? You reckon me? Steve? The answer is Pastor Steve Green. Mr. Oh, Harold the Giraffe. Harold the giraffe.
0: <laughs> All right. Worst job I ever had, by the way. It was so hot in that suit. It, was it would terrible. be terrible. It was Did you have
1: hair back then, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it'd been extra hot.
0: It was. No, that's that's what, a valid that's, question. That's actually what caused my beard yeah. board bald. Was the Harold suit? Yeah. Just, <laughs> it yeah. Just there you go. so. Did you use this Harold as well?
1: <laughs> uh, how did you lose your hair? Not sure.
4: Ah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Next one.
1: Who never lets the volume on the TV or the radio or the heater in the car be on an odd number? Like it's got to be on an even number. Adrian. Adrian. Who do you reckon? Wow. wow. I'm hearing a lot of Adrian. Anyone Profiling else? Any other over guesses? Here. You reckon, someone says Frosty.
0: I reckon Adrian. Because he's he's an oddball. He uh, is. It sounds like what he would do.
1: But it's me. (laughs) Of which I am also an oddball. Darcy thinks this is so rare. Is anyone with me? Are you going even or odd, though? Darcy, look around, look around. Hands. Hands. I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand. Salvation. Oh, it's it's just odd. Like, why would you put it on 17 where you could just go 18 or 20? Like, just live your life anyway.
4: Not defending it, I'm not here to do that. All right. There's 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 people you can talk to for that kind of stuff, eh? (laughs) This one's real good. A little longer, but worth listening
1: to. Here we go. Singed off his eyebrows whilst turning a gas bottle to heat an outdoor bath while we were on a romantic night away in a bush cabin. He came back inside the cabin to tell his wife that her bath was ready with no eyebrows and a very funny smell.
0: Daryl Booth.
1: Daryl Booth. It's Boo. got to be Daryl. That's,
0: that's be smooth
2: operator. Who's got the bushiest eyebrows? What? Yeah,
0: but I'd say it's you. Yeah, yeah, but yours are yet to grow back properly, so I reckon... <laughs>
1: <laughs> just quickly okay.
0: scan and see who doesn't have eyebrows. <laughs> well, they're not quite right. What do you guys reckon?
1: Daryl <laughs> Booth has to be. Daryl, they reckon it's you. Is it you?
2: Yep, you just don't put your head near the gas. That's the main <laughs> thing. <fact. Yeah. laughs>
1: You'll go to all lengths to provide a romantic night for you and your yeah, wife. That's amazing. That's wonderful. Who, (laughs) Uh, this is going to be real hard because you'll think it's all of us, but who was a model, a child model when they were little? (laughs) Who was a child model? I believe uh, I know a little about the story and it was for like clothing, you know those old school like... Like Cabbage Patch. Yeah, like like those... Pumpkin Patch. Yeah, the junk mail that we'd flick through and see the kids looking like lame. The old easy boy. (laughs) Who do you reckon that was?
4: was Wow. What
3: wow. You mean he's
1: to tell me of all the people on the couch and I say child model, you're just going to say Adrian? Is that, is that going down <laughs> yeah, that's, right
4: That's now? a stretch, isn't it? Yeah, surely. you've seen his children, so... I like, have seen his children, yeah. yeah. That's Abby's side, it must be.
0: It is Adrian! Wow.
4: <laughs> I mean, there was good food, to be honest, and they, and they gave me money, so it was... Yeah. It was not it wasn't, a b- it wasn't childhood, a bad <laughs> childhood career. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> a bad thing. You don't
0: have to justify everyone, your childhood career. It's okay. Yeah, I, didn't I know have that. more, it was
1: but for the sake of time, we're going to have to leave yeah. it there all and move right, on to okay. something that will actually benefit the people who came to listen tonight. Um, but you guys are awesome. All right, we're going to jump into a, a bunch of questions. It is Father's Day. We are celebrating not just dads, but father-like figures. In fact, all of the men in the room and that are represented by our families, we think men are incredible and we want to celebrate them today. So we've got a bunch of questions. We want to glean their wisdom. It's not all just for the guys. It should be something of great value for everyone in the room tonight. And I want to start off by asking, um, I guess by starting by saying this, we often hear that phrase, just be a man. Like, come on, just be a man, man up, or that sort of thing. What does it mean to be a man in 2022? Maybe, Daryl, I'll get you to start. That'd be awesome.
2: What does it mean to be a man? I, I Like, like I, I think, obviously, for us, uh, I love the Lord. First and foremost, for me, it's just like, I want a model to my, to my kids that I, that I love God. Uh, and, and I want them to see it, not just hear it out of my mouth, but, they, but that we model these behaviours. And, and, and I, I think also, also being um, a man today is not walking away from the tough stuff. Right. There's some incredibly hard things in, in, in our society, in our world today, it's, it's easier to run away, right? It's easier to not, to not uh, go there. But I, but I think for me, um, how do we get better as men? Well, we, we face our demons or we face our stuff. Right yeah. uh, awesome, and right, we... And and we're not alone. Like like there's always a, if you're connected into a small group, fantastic. You're, you're not alone. That's where you'll find freedom. But um, th- I suppose one of the big things for me too is like is the hard stuff in life. Like if, if you've got parents, you know my parents have just passed away, uh, and what a you know you could you could I could have easily just not not gone there, but I had the privilege of being there in their last breath. Wow. And and it was just one of those moments where imagine if I'd missed that. imagine if I hadn't you know done the tough stuff as well because you know that you don't want to see that stuff every day eh? but I reckon being a man uh is is also being vulnerable being authentic being real
0: awesome
1: thank you Daryl anyone else have
0: anything to add to that right Daryl yeah I I think there's like um like what Daryl said you know being being a man is is being real being authentic being a man 2022 is actually being like I want to say it's uh, to all the guys in the room like God made you unique God made you you there's a call of God on you and a unique gifting that God has graced you with that only you can fulfill in the body of Christ and in this world so be a man okay. don't don't be apologetic for being a guy mm. you, you are unique you're important you're special <laughs> just like I'd say that to all the women in the room but I think men really need to hear this because all we ever hear as men is do better yeah, yeah. Uh, women are, we said be like you're amazing you're awesome but the men were like hey you need to be a better, better person you know <laughs> but to the guys you know like you are valuable and needed and important and and we need you to be men we need you to be fathers and i preached this morning um kind of on this whole idea of what does it mean to be a man because paul says in first corinthians he actually says to the church in corinth act like men he's like he says be alert be stand strong in the faith act like men and, and then he says be strong and I think the, the fullness of that verse gives us a picture of what it means to be a man uh, in the kingdom of God. It means that we're alert to the stuff. W- what has God entrusted you with, and w- what's the condition of that? You're alert to what's going on in your world. What, if God's entrusted me with kids and a wife, how are they? Yeah, what's, what's the state of them That's right good. now? Uh, what's the state of my own heart and soul and mind? Have I let a whole bunch of junk get in there that I need to deal with? Because if, yeah. I'm, if I'm just lazy and not observant and alert, then there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to end up in a place I don't want to be. So yeah. we're going to be alert. We're going to be alert to the sin that is trying to catch us and, and grab us. We're going to stand strong in the faith. You know, yeah, the, right. the greatest thing you can do, like to be a man means you're st- standing strong in the Lord. Like, the world is going to want to take you every way away from the Lord yeah, it can correct. possibly take you. There is an easy, wide path that you can take, and it leads to destruction. And there is a narrow road that Jesus calls us to walk. And, and the call of God for us is just not to quit on that journey. Yeah. Actually stand firm in the Lord. Like I said this morning, you know, we hear the stories of the power of the praying grandmother. I think there is something equally or even more powerful, and that's the power of a faithful man of God who yeah, reads yeah. the Word, who worships God, who leads his family into church, who shows them what it is to follow Jesus and the good and the bad and the yeah. easy and the tough and just Lovely. keeps being steadfast in the Lord. Yeah, he says. Then last he lastly says, be strong. And, you know, uh, uh, that's the part where we have to be wi- willing to be vulnerable. We say, hey, I'm not actually that strong. Yeah. And, and it's okay not to be super strong yeah. all the time. And as men, we're like, man, I'm supposed to be, have it all together. And I'm supposed to be strong. But yeah. actually, um, you find God's perfected strength when you realize yeah. you're not strong at all. When you realize I'm actually really, really weak, that's when God's like, yeah, yeah, now my power may rest upon you in a way you never knew, and you have a strength that you never possess, and it's God's perfected strength in your life. And one of the greatest things we can do to actually stay strong and stand firm is actually stand together and do this journey with one another. So I think, you know, what does it mean to be a man? It actually does mean, like Daryl said, to face your demons, to, to, like, walk the hard journey, to fight the good fight, to walk the narrow path, to be faithful in the little things, to not waver into the things of this world, but to actually be someone who's willing to fight for what is right, fight for what is good, and to be strong, and model that to the people around you. That's what I think it is.
1: That's incredible. Can we thank Steve for that awesome answer? John, did you have anything to add to that? You seem like you wanted to jump in at the start there. I'd just say simply,
3: love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength. To be a man is to be someone who loves the Lord, their God, with all their heart, soul, strength. Because then everything else just falls into place. The steps of a righteous man is ordered by God. So if I can get this right with him first, being a man will just take care of itself. Because God is the one who's going to order it. Yeah, simple as that.
1: Amazing. I I love that you touched on, like, to be strong doesn't mean to have it all together all the time. Like, that's not right. what strength looks like. That's what the world will sell us, right? But actually, the great strength of a man is recognizing his own weakness and inviting God into that situation. Yeah. That's when his strength is made perfect. Totally. And yeah. the, the truth is, eh, like for guys, like, I think probably more so than the ladies, perhaps, we beat ourselves up thinking we should be doing better, we should be rising up, be a man, be strong, have all the answers, tick all the boxes, and it's just not realistic, and God doesn't expect that yeah. from Absolutely. us either.
0: And the more you go on the journey, the more you realize, I have it, I have it not together more than I have it together. That's the honest truth, is that, you know, even for us, maybe as pastors and leaders and men, we're like, hey, these guys are awesome. Like, we're we're pretty messed up, and we are just as broken as anyone else, and we're all on a journey. And to realize that, actually, I'm probably, I have it less together, more than I have it together, but that's okay, because I'm actually play in the hands of a potter who is molding me and shaping me and I'm trusting him on the journey and I've got good people around me and so we actually walk the journey together with people and in that vulnerability and in our willingness to say you know what I'm uh, this is where I'm at and I but I but I don't want to stay where I am I want to yeah, get great. better and I want to grow and I'm not comparing myself to someone else who I think has it all together I'm yeah. comparing myself to yesterday Steve yeah, great. where am I in comparison to yesterday yeah. Steve and if I'm if I'm moving forward then I'm good
1: Amazing. It starts, firstly, with that recognition that I don't have it all together. That's okay. There are moments where I'm weak. There are areas where I struggle. That's the start point. For a lot of guys, they can struggle with mental health, with this whole thought life, just getting stuck in cycles of thinking, and it sort of just weighs them down. What are some things that have helped you guys when you have got stuck in those, I guess, bad ways of thinking? Are there people? Are there strategies? Are there tools that you've used to sort of work your way out of that? Agent, do you maybe want to start, and then we'll go to... Some yeah,
4: cool. other guys. Uh I think, you know, over my, over my life, I've kind of had counselling in kind of different shapes and forms, which I, I found is really helpful, and I, I think often there's a kind of a stigma around that, but the way I kind of see it is if your car's broken, you go to a mechanic, you know, if, you, if you're sick, you go to a doctor. And if you have str- struggles with your kind of mental health or thinking, then go to someone who is a professional in that area uh, and get some help. And uh, Mike Griffiths is someone who, who I've spent some time with and has really, really helped me a lot in this area. Uh, and a, a lot of it is just recognizing um, the, th- the thought patterns you have that aren't right and aren't healthy and then replacing them with new thought patterns. You know, the Bible talks about renewing your mind. Uh, And so one of the things that's really helped me is actually just um, taking some of those things that maybe I believe about myself or believe about um, things and actually replacing them with God's truth and and making them into some statements that I can then use to begin to renew my mind, which pretty much looks like having a few statements that I each day I just say them to myself uh, uh, over and over again, um, you know, in the morning and then just kind of repeat it every day. And sometimes you've got to keep repeating it till you believe it. Uh, time, sometimes you've got to keep saying that until um, you yeah. believe it. And it's, it's taking truth that's based on the Word of God, but right. then beginning to speak it over your life until actually it begins to change the way that you think <laughs> and the way that you see things. So that's really helped me.
1: That's awesome, bro. And thanks for being open and honest about that. You know, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Yeah, and yeah. it includes what we speak over ourselves as well. So yeah. That's awesome. So
2: yeah, yeah and, and I reckon, like, when you... Um, I was just thinking of Steve. Steve's When you get to Steve's age, you know, you've got to <laughs> find some other stuff to... To uh, you know, So how, how do you keep your, your mind strong, or how do you keep your mind fresh? Uh, I think we, we do lots of gym stuff, and we can, we can sort out our bodies, right? You can, and you can eat healthier, so you can sort out your, almost like your insides, but, but how do you keep your mind fresh? Yeah, yeah, we believe in Scripture and, and, and the power of God and that, but, but I think also if, if you believe that God created you with a plan and a purpose and uh, wants you to have life and life abundantly, uh, you know, he, he gave you gifts and talents and things and likes and dislikes and desires. Uh, so for me, I, I think there's, wh- what is the thing, a question I've been asking, so what is the thing that you do for one hour or two hours, whatever, and it fills your tank, fills your emotional tank? Yeah. And, and that could be something different for us. It could be uh, like lifting weights. It could be, I don't know, singing the vocals. Uh, for, for me, it's, we've got this old car in the garage, this old track that affects so up. Give me two hours in there, and, and I'm as fresh as a daisy. And yeah, I'm sharp, it's like it sharpens your mind. So, so I, I think the whole God part of that is, and uh, to keep, to keep maybe stronger, to keep fresher. is like you got to find that stuff. Uh, and, and we would also we're, we're too busy. We're too busy for this. Well, well, we're, we're not too busy to make appointments, uh, you know, to see people or to do lunches and stuff like that. So, so how how important is your health and well-being? Like, obviously, it's not the be all and end all. But but for me, finding that thing that fills your tank, yeah, uh, right, there's Darryl. nothing better than that.
0: Great, right, Daryl. That's awesome, man. That's really
1: really good. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, for each of you, obviously, it starts with getting into the Scripture. We've sort of covered that based on that. I'd love for you guys to give a bit of an insight. I might get everyone to answer this just quite briefly. What does your time with God look like? Now, uh, one, two, and down the end, Daryl, you guys all have kids, Don. You don't have kids, but you've got a cat named Cat Barrett. Um, So, the demands on your time are not quite the same with Cat Barrett, but everyone's situation and season of life looks different, and so too might your time with God. What does it look like
0: uh now i guess what does your time with god look like in this season yeah yeah everyone okay um so yeah through the seasons of your life time with god looks really different and i got really frustrated when i had children because my time with god got robbed from me you know like i said these awesome devotional times and then i'm like these kids are just taking and i remember being really upset i was talking to a friend about that who's who was a pastor i'm like man and he's like he's goes steve um you know god's not surprised that he he gave you children And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, so if the well you used to get water from is now dried up, go dig another well. And I was like, wow, that's a really, like I was still trying to get water from the well I used to get from when I could get it before I had kids, but I can't get it there anymore. So I've got to find another place, another time, another space and somewhere else where I can go and get that water from God. And um, that just kind of really changed my approach to things. So now for me, I have have time with God every single morning. Every morning I have time with God, Uh, That can vary in sort of time range, um, depending on how lazy I am and how much I sleep in. Uh, But generally, I'd have maybe between 30 minutes and an hour just with God. Uh, That looks, for me, journaling. I love to journal. I love to write. So I I don't, like, pace the house and pray. If I start praying um, just, you know, off the top of my head, if I start praying, my mind within about 15 seconds goes to breakfast. Or it goes to, like, something else I need to do that day. So then I'm like, oh, no, no, Steve, not, not toast. We're, going, we're praying to Jesus. Like, come on, get back here, Stevie. Come on, you're supposed to be a man of God. Come on. Like, and I get really discouraged. But if, I, if you give me a, a notebook and a pen and I write my prayers, so my prayers are written. So I just journal. I say, you know, Heavenly Father, I thank you for that. I just start writing. I could be there for hours and it's clear, and I'm, and I'm focused, and it just, I, I can articulate everything, and what's cool about that is I have a record of my prayers. For the last last 15 years, I've got journals of my prayers, and I can go back and see prayers that God's answered, and uh, it's, it's amazing. I actually found an old journal um, that was blank except for the last page, and I obviously started using it, but then lost it, but I found it again, and it was from uh, when we were in Whangarei pastoring the church up there. The last entry was from there, and I was praying that God would provide for us a home and now we're in a home that we own and it's just like wow that journey it's so cool it's to see so that. cool
1: to look back and yeah. so often we pray prayers we forget about them god answers them when we move on saying god's not answering my prayers he's been answering them all along and yeah. so to document it is a really cool that's way good. so great challenge for anyone that's struggling Just try to write it out give it a crack
0: yeah that, that helps me helps me focus and then i am in the word i have a big study bible i'm writing in the margins and taking notes i'm doing a bit of a like a way of reading the bible called soap method scripture observation application prayer just taking my time to go through a small portion i don't read heaps but i just dive into a small bit and then just let god speak to me in that adrian one of the things i found recently um, uh, is that i used to
4: find like bible reading really inconsistent I used to, I don't know if anybody else finds that, maybe it's just me, uh, but I used to find that, like, I'd go through seasons where it was really, like, really consistent, and then it kind of, you know, like, inconsistent, and um, I remember hearing recently Mike Griffith say this thing, he was, uh, it was a few months ago now, he said, uh, if you want to start a new habit, attach it to a habit that's already consistent in your life. I was like, well, that's really, really powerful. And so he said one of the things he does is that when he has his breakfast in the morning, which he always has, uh, then he reads the Bible. And he said he might only spend five, ten minutes reading the Word, but he said it's more important to have that consistent time and, 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 sim- and have it simple and really take it in. And so I, I gave it a crack. Uh, I attached reading the Bible to making a coffee. So every morning I get up and I make a coffee is the first thing I do. And now when I have coffee, I read the Bible. You must and, read the Bible 17 times a day. I, you I love know, it's your amazing. coffee, and you changed, love your I'm a word, change man. Yeah. yeah, no. So when I so so I found it really, really, really helpful. It's it's been that my Bible reading has been so much more consistent because I attached to for some reason drinking coffee is an easy habit to to maintain for whatever reason. Yeah. And, and so I would encourage you if you're finding it really tough. Uh, and you find it inconsistent, attach it to a habit that's already super consistent yeah. in your life. Yeah, right. And, and I, I find it really really, work, really works for me. The other thing I do is I'm, uh, when I read the Bible app, but I have the audio going and I read it at the same time, and I find it sticks in way better is that I can hear it and I'm, and my, and I'm reading it. So it's kind of going in through my ears and my eyes, and it kind of works really well for me. But So uh, give it a go.
1: What accent does your audio Bible person have?
4: I don't know. I don't really pick up... Maybe it's probably American, is it? I don't know. I don't know. You can choose what you want. Anyway, okay. Can you choose it? By
1: the way, (laughs) it's called habit stacking. If you want to Google it's called habit stacking. (laughs) You just attach it to another habit that you're already in the rhythm of, and it really helps you. Don, what do you do?
3: Since I've been married, I've not really been doing a lot of singing in my quiet times, so I've just been playing a lot of keys. Um, I, I I don't... and, and spending a lot of time in the Word as well. So I think that sometimes n- my quiet times aren't always the same time, the same, they don't always look the same, but I know when God is wanting me to deal with something in the quiet time, when I open the Word and the story just jumped out, it jumps out at me, and I'm like, okay, I've got to deal with this situation over here. And so, yeah, no one, no one day is the same, but there's a lot of Word involved, a lot of reading, not as much singing, just more
1: keys playing, and yeah, that's how I spend my time. Awesome, thank you. And Daryl, what do you yeah, do?
3: Yeah, I've got to be honest,
2: I get, I get bored, eh? I get bored uh, really, really quick. So I've found I've had to, um, uh, you, ca- you can either just get bored and you fall off the wagon or you've got you to find something else. And, and for me at the moment, I'm, I want to be a, uh, say, if, if you're struggling with it, what I not you try this, there's a thing called, there's an app called the Bible Recap, yeah. the most amazing thing in the world. Because um, I also, like, how do you learn? And I, I, I spent many years just, like, reading, reading pages and pages and it just, like, nothing was, you know, it was just like, what is this? Uh, and, and, I, and I found that my learning style was about, like, if I, if I hear it, so you can get it to read it to you, um, I, I'm reading it with my eyes as well, and then I'm taking notes to it, that, that it was starting to stick. Mm. Um, and, and I think one of the biggest things that I, that I learned, uh, just, you know, and, and if I'm really honest, especially late in the last year, that understanding what the Word of God is. And what, why do you need it? It's not a magazine. It's not, uh, you know, something that comes out that you buy from the supermarket. It, it, it's the living, breathing yeah, Word great. of God. Mm. Awesome. It, it, it talks about being like a sword that, that can cut through bone and marrow. When you think, mm. you know, that how powerful, how strong that is. Uh, John 1, 1, I think it is, it's that, mm. that it's, it's the Word become flesh yeah, and great. dwelt among us. Now, now if, you, if, you want, if you want to know power in your life and change in your life, you've got to get into the word of god but how yeah. you do it yeah you you find the way it's not about doing more things i think it's about doing more of the right things Great. so find your way yeah. e- even go on a journey you know just try that bible recap uh from the app store brilliant
1: amazing thank you hey just for the sake of time we'll zoom through a last couple of questions i want to just stick with you daryl and we'll have just you answer this one on behalf of the parents you've got three amazing girls 20s and 20 somethings um i won't remember the exact ages there but they have obviously now, they're adults, they're living their life, you're so proud of them. In those early years, as Christian parents, what did you do to try and raise your kids in the ways of God, help to instill good biblical habits within them, and, and teach them about Jesus along the way?
2: Yeah, like... Um when you, when you first have kids, and if, if you're ready to, you've you got no idea what you're doing. <laughs> you, you're trying to keep your head above water for a start. The, I've had one particular child who's, who's here, but I'm not going to look at her. She, she was like, wouldn't, wouldn't sleep through for like two years, uh, and we were up three or four you know, times a night, and wish this kid would just like... Uh, so, so um, but, um,
4: <laughs>
2: but... But I think, I think it was like, you know, you've you got to take your, your family on the journey with you, like, like, when you're struggling, you're struggling, you're like real, authentic, and, and so how do we teach them about, um, about things that the Lord? Well, I, out, of, out of the overflow, I think, that we had in ourselves, like, we, there was some discipline. I, I know today we don't, we don't like that word, discipline, but, but we're okay with that at the gym, you know, be disciplined, come every day, and you can do that, but when we come to the Word of God or for, you know, even come to church on Sunday, we, we don't like the, the thought of that discipline to do things. And, and, and I think, so for us, it was just like, let's see our kids model that behavior, which we did, we took them on. You know, when, uh, when they, you, know you might be here today too and your parents drag you to church. And, uh, and I remember I was on, on staff here before we went to Pukekohe and, and I remember uh, a couple of our kids were wanting to say, Dad, Dad I, come to, I come to school five days a week. I don't want to go on a Sunday. And what do you mean? We're on staff here. You've got to come to church on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> and, and so we took this approach of, I can drag them kicking and screaming. Or I can say, God, <laughs> firstly, I need your help here. Yeah. Um, and, and what's the solution? You become, you become a coach. So I think we said something like, okay, well, look, darling, i would be great if you could come every other week, uh, you know, just so you can get some community, so you can hear some word, get in and worship and stuff like that. And, and, and for us, it's for uh, obviously, uh, my, my wife, Denise, was a whole lot better than me. I just said, no, you can come kick in and scream or whatever. I don't, I don't care. You come in. <laughs> but it was like I, I didn't want to. I don't want, want to be standing up on a stage and having my kids uh, walking away from the Lord just because I, for my sake, you can come. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of trust in the Lord here, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, and, and you get to get to um, my kids now at this age here, doesn't matter what I say, they're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's that scripture that says, train up a child in the way they should go. Yeah. Well, sometimes they don't go the way that they should go. They want to go any other way but the way that you think they should go. And, and look, hey, hey, I, I think you've got to trust God. You're to like the, I remember there's times, there's times where, uh, where I was just like, I, I was a mess. So God, you've got to do something. God, you got to, and, and I think there's something we've got to remember. Like we, we talk lots about, I don't know, sorry, I'm going to, about lots about the, the Holy Spirit and, and, and doing uh, stuff you need. The Holy Spirit is not just for 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock on Sunday morning, or maybe 5 o'clock <laughs> on a Sunday Holy Spirit is there to help you in your parenting and help you in your relationships. Right, yeah. he, he'll speak yeah. to you. He'll guide you. He'll empower you. He'll he, he'll correct you at, at, at times. If you've got a willing and open heart, the parenting thing, a relationship thing, uh, I, I think that's that's in, to be empowered. You've got to know the the power of God in your life. Eh?
1: Awesome.
0: Thank you. Thank
2: you
1: so good. That's, Thank you. Yeah. So good. Just a couple of last real quick ones. Uh, Don, this question came through through social media. Someone asked this question. I'd love for you to just touch base on it really briefly. Uh, how do you navigate gossip within a church environment? When does verbal processing cross the line? So we might want to share with our friends what's going on. How do we navigate and figure out when I'm sharing too much or with the wrong people? What are some bits of advice on that?
3: I, I think a good rule of thumb would be the acronym THINK. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? If it is none of those things, why are we even having this conversation about it? And also, if you can't go to your brother in Christ and your sister in Christ and have that conversation, then what's, like, why, because it's going to turn into a conversation in here that then becomes borderline backstabbing, and then it's going to be, like, borderline you know, negative chat, just go to your brother, go to your sister that you've got the issue with, or that you're wanting to openly share about, do it the biblical way. I love that,
1: right, so your first response is go to the person you've got an issue with, that's biblical, that's right, and sometimes you might want to share with a friend, it doesn't need to be 12 friends, (laughs) like you don't need to go to the ones you want to hear the right answer from, it's okay to confide in a friend, but be careful with what you share, it's not just sharing every bit of information because it's interesting, Um, but be selective, out of honor for the person that you may disagree with just because you don't agree with them doesn't mean you need to verbally vomit everything awesome thank you for that okay final question um adrian i'd love your 30 second weigh in on this just because of time and then steve i'll have you finish up um how sorry what is one thing you think every man in the room needs to know your man advice
4: one thing just got to pick one
1: Wow, just don't overthink it because you're already 10 seconds into your 30 seconds. So. yeah, oh. <laughs> oh, There's lots of things well, to What's, something, wow, what's something valuable for a guy to know in today's day and age as your parting comment
4: yeah, on I the th- panel? I think being okay to like just to be yourself, right? And um, and asking for help when you need it. Uh, I think, to be honest, I think that's something I've learned is that you, you can't do it all yourself. Right. Um, and it's important just to, to surround yourself with people who are, uh, good at things that you aren't good at, right. or, or can balance you out. I think that's the beauty of uh, the church being a body, right? Is that all of us have different strengths, right. and when we surround ourselves with people that have strengths that we don't have, uh, but we have strengths that they don't have, uh, that's what that's what makes uh, that's what makes a marriage strong. That's what make a, makes a group of friends strong. That's what makes a church strong. Is is surrounding yourself with people that have strengths that you don't have. Awesome. Thank
1: you, Adrian. That's awesome. And, and final weigh in on that, Steve? Yeah, um,
0: what I think, uh, I guess, advice or word to every man here is, I, I would say, um, it would be, I, I'd go for some words of Jesus, because his words are better than mine. Uh, yes. It would be simply this. <laughs> Die to you. Great. Great. Die to you. Nice. The greatest thing you can do is what, you know, what Jesus said. He said, follow me, deny nice. yourself take up your cross, in other, way, in other words, you need to die to yourself, it's not about you, this life isn't about you, and, if, and one of the biggest, what, your desire to be all good and appear like you got it all together is your own pride, so die to that and get help, and talk to somebody, and do a journey with somebody, and, and walk alongside someone along the way, your insecurities about yourself and things is because you're thinking about yourself, you need to die to you, and live your life for someone else. For someone else, like, live your life as a blessing to give and to encourage and to stir. And see your, if you see your life through the lens of, I'm here to change someone, help someone, bless someone, serve someone in Jesus' name. You watch your own insecurities and, your, and all that, and your own anxieties begin to dissipate because you're no longer consumed with thoughts of yourself. That would be my greatest advice to you is learn to walk the journey of every single day saying, today, this is not about Steve. This is not about me. I'm going to die to me and I'm going to give my life in service of other people that's what it really means to be a man that's what it means to follow jesus and that would be my greatest advice to you today
1: amazing isn't that good thank you guys can we put our hands together and thank our panelists tonight phenomenal hey let me just pray over everyone now if i could in the worship team you can join me uh, as i enter into praying father god i thank you for every person in the room today that you saw ahead of time that would be in this room hearing this wisdom hearing this advice we're so thankful to have incredible pastors throughout our campuses that are willing to be real to be vulnerable, to share what's going on. And my prayer today, God, is that what has been shared would be received in a way that motivates and inspires us to step into the people you've created us to be. I thank you, God, for every father, for every father-like figure. I recognize, God, those in the room that are not yet dads that want to be. I thank you for the way that they still serve other people and love other people as they wait on their promise. I pray over every father, God, that not in a they're not doing enough sort of a way rise up, but they would understand there is a great call on their life, that they are needed, that they are loved, that there is a place for them and we do need strong, godly men to lead our community, to lead our families, to lead our businesses, to lead churches, to lead this nation. We need men of God to rise up and I thank you, God, that they don't have to figure that out on their own but in their weakness, your strength is made perfect. So bless every father, bless every father-like figure, God, bless every family that they represent. We pray today in Jesus' name. I wanna invite you to just keep your eyes closed. I'm gonna pray one final prayer in just a moment. In fact, you can open your eyes. Before I get to praying, I just, I just want to share one quick thought. Uh, today is Father's Day, obviously, and um, this time last year, I celebrated my first Father's Day when little Boston was like one week old. So the timing there was quite good. I like a little boy who's on time. Um, and I've learned some pretty amazing lessons over the last year of being a dad. It's been the most phenomenal journey And being a dad has given me, I guess, just a different view, a different perspective, a a new way of looking at the love of God. And there's been a couple of things that have stood out to me. And having a little kid is so messy. If you're a parent, you know it is outrageous. There's no real way to address that. You've just got to embrace it. And I remember when Bossom was born and he was messy, and it's like we could not wait to hold him and embrace him, mess and all. He will be eating and he'll vomit all over your shoulder and you're not like, ooh, get off me. But you're just like, come here little, come here little boy, come here little lion cub. You just don't care. Like as a parent holding their child, you could not care less about the mess. And I was just thinking of that and I thought there's probably some people in the room that feel like you're far too messy for a clean, perfect, majestic, sovereign God. I need you to know today that's not true. He's like a parent that is absolutely infatuated with you. He is obsessed with you. And yeah, there might be some mess, there might be some mistakes, but he cannot wait to embrace you. And then there's this one other thing I did with Boston. I put him on the couch and I sort of motioned for him to jump off the couch into my arms. And he just sits there and he goes, and he loves it and he just bounds off. And I catch him. And then I put him straight back on. He's like, and he jumps off and it's amazing. The thing is, Boston's only reality is when I jump off the couch, Dad catches me. He doesn't know another way. Every time he's jumped, I've caught him. And I've had to encourage some people tonight that every time you step, God is there. Every time you jump, He catches you. Every time you step out in faith and you take a leap, you will never hit the ground. Our Heavenly Father is like a Father who is so obsessed, and you can absolutely trust Him. Boston trusts me with his whole heart and we can trust our Heavenly Father even more than that. Isn't that cool? And there's people in the room today, you're feeling messy, you're not sure if you can trust them. Today I need to remind you that God wants to embrace you, mess and all, He says, come as you are, and you can trust Him, and you can jump all the way off the couch, and He's definitely gonna catch you. So come on, now let's close our eyes. And let's pray. I'm gonna lead you in a simple prayer. I'll pray this out loud. You pray this in your heart. If That's God speaking to you. You know your life is not right with God. You know that you're one prayer away from receiving forgiveness. Then I want you to pray this in your heart. I'll pray it out loud. We've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but he sent his son Jesus to take the punishment that our sin deserved on a cross so that when we believe in him, we get to live a life of freedom, a life of of breakthrough, a life of forgiveness and the promise of eternity in heaven with him. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you love me. I ask you to forgive me of my sin and I thank you that you do. I know tonight that I'm in need of a savior and I ask you to come into my life. I don't have all the answers. I don't know how it all works, but I believe enough to say that you sent your son Jesus to a cross. He died. He rose again three days later so that I could have brand new life. And so God, I choose to trust you today. I choose to turn from my old life towards a brand new life with you. I commit to you my whole life holding nothing back in Jesus' name. With your eyes still closed and your head bowed. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says the old is gone, the new has come. Your slate is wiped clean. It's a brand new start and the promise of eternity in heaven with Him. And in just a moment, I'm gonna get you to do something nice and brave. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, I'm gonna count down from three in just a second. And what I want you to do is I want you simply to say, that's me, count me in and lift your hand nice and high. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'll see it, you can put it straight back down. Here we go. God loves you. He's on your side. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, I want you to lift your hand nice and high in three, two, one, go now. Awesome. On my left, bunch at the back on my left. Incredible. In the middle, I see you, young lady. That's amazing. Anyone else? If you put your hand up, you can put it down now. I see you at the back there, young lady. That's awesome. Anyone else? Well, come on, I'm gonna pray and we're gonna celebrate. God, I thank you for your grace that it truly is enough for us. I thank you for brand new life today that sons and daughters have come home in the name of Jesus. God, would you surround these people with incredible support? Would you give them vision for their life and remind them of your grace every single day? We thank you. This is the start of a brand new and exciting journey in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's celebrate those people that prayed that prayer.
0: Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Centre podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancentre.org.nz.